Hello, everybody. Hi. And welcome to another episode of the True Crime Banter Podcast. We are uh, <laughs> having way fun. too hyped right now. <laughs> I'm way too We were right so now. chill before we got on here. I don't know yeah. where this is coming I don't know. There's something from. about showtime. Okay. I just want to do these jazz Oh, hands. God. If anybody's oh, watching God. us on YouTube, <laughs> which, by the way. You just lost 174 <laughs> viewers. <laughs> Whoa. Well, that's a good number because... You said that for a reason. We are at 174 subscribers on YouTube, yeah, which is pretty cool. We were till you did jazz hands. Well, well, you know, you got to risk it to get the biscuit because we're about to get billions of subscribers. Of, of, <laughs> oh. of no, 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 of jazz Stop. hands. We, okay, we, we did all right, it. All right, all right. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> hyper right now. I don't know something about. I think it's the apple juice. It's pure sugar. True. Very true. You're not wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is off to a great start. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode oh of the God. True Crime Banter Podcast. Uh, what I was saying is that we are at 174 subscribers. We've had a nice little bump in the last week or two on YouTube. And so uh, we'll take it. If you guys are interested in video format or versions of this exact same podcast, feel free to go over there and subscribe. And also while they're at it. While you are at it, hmm. listener, talking in your ear ear holes right now, mm-hmm. um, you can still go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review, and on Spotify, you can leave ratings as well. So, and even if I feel like you're just like a YouTube person, there's some people that are just YouTube people. They don't have Apple Podcasts. Right. They, they don't do Spotify. Yep. There is like a little sub 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 genre of people that really only have like one app and they True. only use that. Yeah. You can still put us on YouTube and just like put us in your headphones and clean your car or whatever you do. You don't have to watch us. Yeah. Like you can no. Still yeah. Play yeah. It. Obviously, you don't have yeah. to sit here and watch this. But some video people, when you say visual it, format, I feel like some people think like, oh, if see. I want to watch it, like you really don't have to. I don't watch quote unquote watch half the true crime videos on YouTube. No. Yeah. I just yeah, put them just on and do my makeup or exactly. So if you want to uh, listen to our plants. beautiful voices. <laughs> Uh, while you're doing your makeup in the morning feel yeah. free throw us on the youtubes yep. or i did mm-hmm. finally after months and months uh i we're on google podcast now as well oh, cool. so that stitcher one more anchor. thing to add to our uh post when i do a new Ooh. episode drop or whatever it's like check us out where, on dot 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 where, whatever where whatever. can these viewers and or listeners <sighs> get where these do i posts? even start what is it youtube apple well, podcast spotify but these posts you're Stitcher. talking about is on instagram oh sorry yeah yes. yeah yeah. i thought so. you meant what i say when i put po- when i type it out well they could probably just read a post 
True. <laughs> True. Crime. <The> crime. <laughs> banter. <laughs> Speaking of banter, bit of banter. You got a bit of banter for today, don't you? Yeah, I think I had something else in mind and then realized it wasn't appropriate. So we're going to just switch gears here. Let's do it. We'll come back to the other one another time. But my dad does listen to this. So we'll <laughs> come back another time. Partially um, inappropriate. Not in not, any weird yeah, way. Yeah, not any crazy. But, Sheesh. you know, father-daughter relationship. Yeah. He doesn't always want to hear, like, <laughs> gross things guys say to me. Anyway, so... Um, I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Riley and I have been doing a lot of like family stuff lately. And on his side, we have had a new addition to the family. Yeah. Little baby. And uh-huh. his name is Bounty. Little Bounty. Yes. Yeah. So. And I think these days we're used to hearing all kinds of names. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it really is, especially in the last five-ish years and so mm-hmm. on. It's been, there's been so many different kinds of names out there, different kinds of spelling. There's TikToks that make fun of names and how they're yeah. spelled and all kinds of stuff. And obviously my name being traditionally a guy named Christian. Yeah. And then Riley being very, very gender unisex. neutral. Yeah. yeah. Or duo sex. Whatever. you want to look <laughs> at it. the sexes. <laughs> Duality. My sister's name is Joey. So obviously that's not normally a girl's name. And then my brother's name is Kai. K-A-I. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's just like names all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I was a preschool teacher for a few years. I have heard so many bizarre names. Bizarre in the nicest way. Just names that you'd never even thought. Like there was a kid named Trail. T-R-A-I-L, trail, and river has been done before, mm-hmm. Willow, yeah. Willa, I mean, Will Darby, Darby was another one, <laughs> that's old school, there's just so many, um, so yeah, so I guess Bounty, when he entered the world a couple months ago, or one, uh-huh. two months ago, whatever it was, um, that was a name that I guess I would have never even contemplated. Yeah, not no. in a bad way. Just oh yeah, that's right. I guess you could name your kid that. Like I yeah, didn't even that, think about that. It was, it was a point of contention for my brother and sister in law, that nobody was gonna know the name. Yeah. Before he was actually it was very here. Kardashian of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was thinking it was gonna be like North or Eastern. <laughs> okay. Or, anyway. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So finally, obviously he arrived yeah and bounty was the name and like you said it's like huh there is that's they even said it themselves that's not a name you find in a baby book right really any baby name list that they looked at yeah and uh that's that's a little more uncommon i think to find a name that uh isn't hasn't ever been done you know like you said with River I mean, Bounty's been done. It just hasn't been done to anyone we know, yeah. for sure. It's very yeah. much like, I think, yeah, like, I a wa- like a country-ish shouldn't. kind of sounding name. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, there's been other names that we've heard of, like, okay, that's interesting. Like, when people spell Ashley with, like, five I's and E's, <laughs> and like, okay, and all right. Somewhere. somewhere in there, the G is silent and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, so I guess... What is the question we're posing here for the banter? Like, what are some interesting names you've heard? Like, what yeah, are the craziest, most interesting, crazy, the weirdest, the most? Do like, you have a weird name? Yeah, maybe you have a funky freaking yeah. name. I'll tell you what. Growing up for me, I mean, I'm sure for you, you still get it now. Yeah. In fact, you have a story about like an Asian lady saying, "But, but that's a boy's name." 
or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I, I knew... It's I, mainly, like, quote-unquote, like, foreign people yeah. that don't understand why my name would be Christian. Like, they understand that is my name, but they don't understand why. And I don't really I don't really know what to tell them because I didn't <laughs> choose it. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't have any part to play yeah. in that, so I don't know. Yeah, and me growing up wasn't more of a... I mean, there I knew more girls named Riley than other boys named Riley yeah but it was always that's like a dog's name <laughs> I knew a lot of dogs that were named Riley so mine uh, is always followed with oh your name's Christian are you a Christian and I was like wow that's appropriate people hi. were just asking hi, like, I'm Hindu religious backgrounds <laughs> of people like you don't even know anything about me but True, yeah, yeah let's talk religion here we go. Yeah. So for our bit of banter <laughs> question today, we're going to talk Robin, about religion. Well, yeah. uh, no, well, no, no. So Christian, are you Christian? We can't get into that <laughs> right now. Um, so yeah, you guys, if you have any weird names out there, whether it's your or uh, cool, interesting, or funky, yeah, yeah, or, uh, anything that yeah. I guess would spark a good conversation, I guess, you know, comments of like a instagram posts or youtube yeah or and honestly like you guys i have been collecting baby names since i was probably a baby myself you know for the future wink wink so i'm always looking for names so yeah so uh if some of these are cool i might steal them exactly yeah and if you have a fun story or something about yeah, what those a stranger cool. did with you or misinterpreted your name or calls you relay <laughs> what a stranger Riley. did with you <laughs> well, well <laughs> because of your name Maybe are you Question Christian? More. Can I t- interest you in if teaching you, you about the Lord about and what Savior? A stranger did with you? <laughs> maybe, so there we go. Maybe seek therapy first and then contact <laughs> and then comment us. on an Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyway. how do we segue <laughs> on a segue into today's case? <laughs> so today's case, I will be covering, and uh, it's been a while since I've covered or i guess uh presented a case yeah, to the listeners so I, I wasn't a big fan of actually having to do work this time <laughs> but hey, I'm here. you know this case yeah so i think I'm you just, know it pretty well yeah so I, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of uh so I'm info. Just gonna shut up yeah yeah could you yeah for once <laughs> i know it's hard <laughs> but um this is a very gruesome case um obviously tragic there is death involved so uh yeah let's go ahead and we're gonna get into it and let's just see uh how you guys like it april 22nd 1974 ogden utah oren william walker enters the hi-fi shop off of washington boulevard what happens over the next three hours is a case of torture rape and eventual murder that not only shocks the entire city, but sparks controversy across the nation. This is the case of the Hi-Fi murders. This story begins not in the shoes of Orrin Walker himself, but instead the shoes of his son, 20-year-old Stanley Walker, and Stanley's co-worker, 18-year-old Michelle Ansley. Stanley Walker is an employee at the hi-fi shop who I could only imagine was tasked with showing Michelle Ansley the ropes. And I say this because at this point, Michelle, she'd been working at the hi-fi shop for only a week. Now, for those 
of, I guess, our listeners who are unsure of what the Hi-Fi Shop is, uh, it is a store where people, I guess, go purchase high-end home audio equipment, hence uh, high-fidelity is what, I guess, yeah. audiophiles call it. Imagine um, what someone would purchase if they wanted to set up like a home theater. Mm-hmm. But again, this is back in the 70s, so audio equipment back then, much different than it is today. This night of horrors really begins a bit earlier in the day. A 16-year-old boy named Courtney Nesbitt stops into the hi-fi shop. He asks Stanley and Michelle if it's alright for him to park his car there in their store parking lot while he finished up a few things that he needed to get done in the area. They, of course, told Courtney, absolutely, no problem at all. And for that, Corey was thankful, as I guess anybody would be. So thankful, in fact, that once he finished up what he needed to do, Courtney decided to step back into the hi-fi shop before heading to his car, just to tell them thank you once again for letting him park there. This last quick little visit from Courtney, uh, it takes place about, I guess, just before 6 p.m., right before the store is about to close. And by sheer unfortunate luck, what Courtney walks in on is not Stanley and Michelle locking things up, singing Semisonic's Closing Time, but it was 21-year-old Pierre Dale Selby and 19-year-old William Andrews, two current members of the U.S. Air Force, both armed with guns, and both attempting to rob the hi-fi store. Now, I do want to say that the names in this story can get confusing, especially if you've listened to them or to this case multiple times, because the names that some of the victims use are their middle names. And then same with Pierre Selby. A lot of people call him Dale Pierre because of where he's from, Trinidad and... um, Okay. I forget where William Andrews is actually from. But, yeah, the the names get, like, mixed up depending on who you're listening to or what documentary you're watching. So I'm just going to call them Pierre and William. Okay. The two airmen had already tied up Stanley and Michelle and brought them down into the basement. Upon seeing Courtney walking in, they quickly did the same to him. Outside of the hi-fi shop parked a getaway van driven by 20-year-old Keith Roberts, who was also uh, in the U.S. Air Force at the time. With the three young adults locked away in the basement, hands and feet both tied up, the two airmen had free reign to pack away as much audio equipment as they pleased into the van outside. Of these three criminals, Pierre Selby, who, like I said, I'm just going to refer to as Pierre moving forward, he was considered the ringleader of this group. Not even a year earlier, Pierre was being investigated for possible murder of another member of the Air Force. And to go back a little bit further than that, uh, Pierre, he had actually begun, I guess, a car scamming or a car dealership scanning business, I should say. It's, It's hard to explain. So basically what he would do, he would go to different car dealerships throughout the area, test drive a car, during that test drive back in the 70s where I guess you didn't need, uh, I, I guess even nowadays you don't need a, a car salesman or an employee of the dealership to 
be with you on the test drive. But he would take the car back to the Air Force Base, convince the, the Air Force locksmith to make a duplicate key of that car. And then like a few days or weeks later, he would go back and steal the car. So that was his weird, uh, f- I guess, first run-in okay. or issue with the law. Hmm. Obviously not his last. So officers, they believe that Pierre was called out for doing this by a co-worker in the Air Force. And it was that co-worker who was eventually found dead, brutally murdered after being stabbed directly into the face multiple times. Oh my god, anytime I hear anybody being stabbed in the face or like the head, when someone's like, yeah, I was stabbed in the skull. I'm like, ew. Yeah. Who does that? Yeah, a little like, foreshadowing. Anything going some into the skull or something, but is ew. Ugh. I know, because like... You it, might as well stab like so the hardwood force, floor right? or something. It's just weird. I think that's what it is, too. It's the amount of force that it takes. Almost like if you, if you want to stab someone with like a spoon. Like, listen, it doesn't... I'm sure it takes a lot of strength to get through the skull if you can't. Right. The skull is like fucking rock, right? Like yeah. it's, it's, no, I'm not going to say impossible. That's not <laughs> true. But very hard yeah. well, to yeah. stab through the skull. Why wouldn't you just stab him in their back or their leg or right. like or somewhere the where there's like, or something where it can like do more, something. Yeah, more fleshy. Yeah, in the head, in the face. <laughs> yeah, to the face. Like, Which and this is why uh, officers kind of believe it was Pierre. Now I I do have to put out there they've never ugh, fully God. convicted Pierre for this or even been able to not. convict him for it. So I'm not saying Pierre did this, but they believe Pierre did it because of the brutality of the murder. Yeah. It must have been someone close that wanted to clearly injure this co-worker well and in who the knows if they would have caught him or whatever especially if dna was better right. and all that kind of stuff maybe this whole thing wouldn't have happened yeah in fact i put right here investigators at that time were unable to prove that pierre had been the one to commit the crime of course. thus leaving pierre a free man and mm-hmm. possibly costing the lives of others yeah okay so remember at the beginning of this case i told you this takes place over a three-hour span mm-hmm. pierre selby and William Andrews must have been taking their sweet time unloading this, I get, or not unloading, loading this equipment into the getaway van. Because nearly an hour goes by when Stanley Walker's dad, Oren Walker, grows concerned knowing that his son, his son should have been home by now. Yeah, I remember this part. It's so sad. Yeah. So what does Oren do? He decides to pay the hi-fi shop a visit just to make sure everything's okay. Prior to entering the hi-fi shop, Oren actually walks past the van being loaded with stolen equipment. But to him, it was simply equipment being loaded for transportation, whether it was from a vendor or going to a customer. He didn't think anything of it. Once he's inside, though, Oren realizes that is not the situation. As Pierre William, or Pierre and William, they get a hold of him as well, tie him up, and lock him in the basement with the rest of the hostages. So they're now up to four hostages. He's trying to be a good dad. Yeah, and it gets worse. Like I said, four hostages, and what was meant to be a simple simple heist is turning into an absolute shit show. And before the two airmen can figure out what the hell they're going to do with these people, sadly, a fifth person walks into the store. Carol... Nesbitt, 
the mother of Courtney Nesbitt. She, of course, was doing the exact same thing that Oren was doing and didn't see Courtney at dinner. He was supposed to come over or come home for dinner. So she went driving and saw Courtney's car parked in the parking lot of the hi-fi shop, walked in to make sure everything was all right, and to which she was then also captured, tied up, and locked in the basement. So here we are, five total hostages, and Pierre Selby is starting to panic. That is, until he thinks back to his inspiration for this attempted robbery. You see, Pierre Selby is often referred to as a copycat killer because just a few months prior to committing this crime, there was a movie that was released called Magnum Force, which is a sequel to the Clint Eastwood classic Dirty Harry. So this is at the very end of 1973 that this movie came out. And so this was a film that officers say Pierre went and saw three times in the theater and up to like six total times or seven total times before actually committing this crime. In the movie Magnum Force, a couple of criminals, they decided to rob a supermarket store, which made Pierre think I could do that and sparked the beginning of this plan to rob the hi-fi shop. However, in Magnum Force... There's also a scene where a pimp murders a prostitute. I've never seen this movie. Have you? Um, I believe so when I was like super, super young. Because my dad made me watch a lot of Clint Eastwood movies before I was probably old enough to watch them. (laughs) Wait, you mean mean like a seven-year-old shouldn't be watching a a pimp murder a prostitute? Listen, I'm not going to go too far off, but I remember watching one of them. I can't remember which one it was, but that whole series of Dirty Harry, like the gauntlet, like all of these like Dirty Harry movies back in the day, like Clint Eastwood, all those, um, especially back when he was like young, right? And then like all the spaghetti Westerns after that, like different, different thing. The Westerns were a different vibe, right? But like the whole like 80s, 70s cop like kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely um, watched all those. Um, but I remember one scene, I don't remember which movie this is from, but I remember there's a scene where somebody is snorting cocaine off of a, a raw steak. <laughs> okay. And I don't remember if this is like a girl or a guy, like, but they were definitely like some kind of mob or something. I promise this is going to be over in just a second. But they're snorting co- some cocaine. I'm 99% sure. I just remember I was a child. Okay. And they're snorting cocaine with a straw. And while they're sniffing something, they say something that pisses somebody off, and the person slams the head. slams their head into the straw, and the straw goes up their nose into their brain. And I remember this oh, very shit. vividly when I was like five years old. I More remember foreshadowing. That. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I remember that. That was like a very vivid scene. And then you just said you were like five years old. Yeah. And then of that course, sounds about right. Of course, they were screaming <laughs> That's the, and whatever. The target demographic yep. for those movies. Yeah. My dad was like, yeah. Puts hair yeah. on your chest. Christian, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, you you're, got this. You're Christian. You're good. Your name is Christian. <laughs> you should be a anyway, boy. That's my childhood. Oh. So keep going. Keep well, going. okay. So Sounds back good. to Magnum Force. Also, hi, Dad, if you're listening. <laughs> Love you. Keep going. <laughs> so also in Magnum Force, you guys, I swear her dad is a very good dad to her. He is. I so, promise. I promise. I promise. Please guys. don't call child. I'm protective okay, obviously, with the murder podcast. I'm fine. <laughs> Okay, so again, also in Magnum Force, there is a scene that I was just referring to. A a pimp murders a prostitute 
by making her drink Drano, which is the like drain cleaning okay. uh, formula or fluid. Don't remember that at all. Well, okay. All right. Well, that's good. Good. Cool. I guess as a seven-year-old, yeah, right. you probably shouldn't. Probably do blocked it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pierre, uh, being the genius mastermind that he is, he thinks, you know what? I've got a great idea. I know exactly what we're gonna do to solve this little hostage issue that we've got going on Psycho. here at the hi-fi shop. And there is, I'm gonna say, there's conflicting reports as to whether he brought the Drano with him or if. They just went to the bathroom and found the Drano itself. I'm assuming that he probably brought it with him because I don't know why you would need Drano in like a business bathroom. Because mm-hmm. usually that's more like hair clogging or if I guess if a sink clogs, you could use it. But I, I'm going to go with the reports that he brought it himself, uh, basically calculating that he was going to use this at some point. So what does Pierre do? He leaves the basement goes and gets some drain cleaner he then has william pour the bright blue colored drain cleaner into five cups and tells the five hostages to drink up he tells them don't worry this is just a mixture of vodka and some german sleep medication you're all just gonna pass out and by the time you wake up we'll be long gone and so one by one pierre and william forcefully poured the drain cleaner into the hostage's mouth. And I want to I wanna highlight forcefully because some people might think, you know, if I'm in this situation and they're telling me I could just pass out. No, this is some know. Jim Jones shit. Like, this is like, you don't have a choice. Like, I have a gun. I'm going to make you drink exactly. it. Or like. Yes. Yeah. They're not voluntarily thinking, okay, yeah. this will be over and quick. Just get out of here. No. I mean, yeah. the documentaries that I watched, the officers that, cover this case wanted to make sure that people knew they did not voluntarily just drink this no why would you it's fucking weird no yeah and so again one by one they forced it down the throats of every single hostage immediately each of them started screaming and convulsing in pain as you would probably expect as the cleaner slowly worked its way through their intestinal tract Carol, she was the first to be forced to drink the cleaner. And then Stanley. So Carol is the mother of Courtney, Mm -hmm. the 16-year-old boy. And then Stanley, who is Orrin Walker's son. Mm -hmm. And then Courtney was the third to be forced to drink it. And as the two airmen worked their way to Michelle, it was clear to Orrin that this was not a sleep medication that they were forcing down their throats. Orrin knew that he had to resist swallowing the liquid in any way possible. And so by the time that Pierre had forced the cleaner into Orrin's mouth, Orrin had one option, which was to pretend to swallow it and then slowly let it seep out the side of his mouth while at the same time screaming and convulsing in the same manner that everybody yeah, else. Yeah, faking it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly what he did. Here's the issue with Pierre's drain cleaner plan, though. And that's that, unlike the movie, where the prostitute dies within seconds of drinking it, in real life, it doesn't happen that quickly. Yeah. And so Pierre thought, maybe it's because they're spitting it back up and throwing up and and regurgitating their insides. Uh, You know, maybe that's why it's not killing them. So he figured what we need to do is tape their mouth shut so the liquid stays inside. But because of the amount of, I guess, liquid, quote-unquote, you would say, coming out of their 
already vomiting mouths. Yeah. Uh, they were unable to get any sort of tape to stick to the faces. Yeah. So that was their next step was, well, let's tape their mouths shut. Idiots. I remember this from when I was, I've heard this episode Multiple before times, or whatever. Yeah. Like, so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. So now, in sheer panic of not knowing why the hell it's taking so long for everyone to die, Pierre then goes to step two. He pulls out his gun and shoots each and every victim in the back of the head. Beginning again with Carol, and then Stanley, and then Courtney. Now, sadly, prior to shooting Michelle, Pierre, as I mentioned before, did in fact sexually abuse her. Yeah. And then last person to be shot was Oren. The struggle was now over. The hostages were no longer fighting to survive, and the two airmen can now finish what they had originally set out to do. That is, except for one thing, and that's that Oren, miraculously, was still alive, and very much still aware of what was going on. Though having been shot in the back of the head, the bullet seemingly failed to do what Pierre intended it to do, and Oren, knowing that Pierre had the had thought the job was done, he did everything he could do to lay as still as he could so that the two criminals would finally leave him alone. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, as Pierre had seen Oren take a few small breaths, and after checking Oren's pulse to realize he was still alive, Pierre grabbed a nearby electrical cord and attempted to choke Oren with it. Oren, for what he describes as God telling him it wasn't his time to go, simply would not succumb to Pierre's attempts to kill him. Though he was hardly fighting back at all, Oren was still conscious of the struggle that was going on, and then the struggle that then stops for a moment. The tightness of the cord around his neck eases up a bit, as Pierre seems to be moving around above him now. He then feels Pierre's hands around his skull as Pierre begins to fit a ballpoint pen into his ear hole. I knew it. This was the part. I was like, wait, did you forget about this? I knew there was a weird mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Ugh. Pierre Brace yourselves, everyone. then stands up, puts the sole of his shoe onto the other end of the pen, sticking out of Orrin's ear, and stomps as hard as he can. Yeah jamming the pen into Orn's skull until it can't go any further. I mean, obviously overkill, right? Obviously. And but again, like, you're psycho. All this time, Orn is very well aware of what's going on. Yeah. But at this point, after being shot in the head and your mouthful of Drano and shit, like, what's another I could just imagine your central thing? nervous system like, doesn't even feel anything no, at that point. No, you're just, especially if you're alive still, mm-hmm. you're probably, I mean, you're bobbly. You're bobbly. Your body is probably just keeping your eyes open at this point. That's yeah. the only thing it's doing. Yeah. That's the only thing left. And so, I, I, if I remember correctly, Oren has, had described at some point being able to hear the pen in his ear mm. and then obviously being stomped into his skull. I thought just hearing an ear piercing was bad. Well, I can't even imagine. It gets worse. Okay. Not the, not the story. Well, the story, yes. Yeah, but always. The, the ear piercing... It can be worse than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the struggle is now completely over. Five victims, all left for dead, as Pierre Selby and William Andrews finish loading up the van with audio equipment valued at 
around $24,000. Okay. So, in 74? Uh, yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. All a right. lot of money. Yep. Not to me, in my own opinion, what not that, enough like to kill five people. Or something? What is Still that? Still not enough to kill five people. No, because but. we're decent human beings. True. Of course not. Yep. There's people that kill each other over a fucking pack of cigarettes, of course. True. Yeah. yeah. So now hours pass until Oren, barely holding on to his life, was able to will himself up the basement stairs to a telephone. Upstairs? Yep. Stairs is a bitch. <laughs> That's even then, walking them is terrible. Yeah. So he gets oh up God. there and he then calls 911. Amazing. Once Amazing. emergency services arrived, they immediately get to work, attempting to save as many of the victims as they could. Stanley Walker and Michelle Ansley were pronounced dead yeah. upon arrival. Ugh. Carol and Courtney Nesbitt were still alive and transported to the hospital, where Carol eventually ended up passing as well. Yeah, shit. Now, 16-year-old Courtney Nesbitt, he was able to be saved, but suffered enough brain trauma during the incident that he was, I guess, deemed uh, suffering from amnesia and mm. unable to testify at the trial. But he's still alive. Yes. Oh, well, okay, okay. not currently nowadays, but he he lived longer Long. yes so yeah. he ended up passing away in 2002 oh. of cancer i believe oh shit from actually he he actually passed away living up here in seattle too wait he survived that just to die from cancer mm -hmm. this okay listen i that is not the first time i've heard something like that before yeah where somebody lives through a fucking tornado being impaled by a cow or something and then you die because you like hit a hit a telephone pole or something right, like yeah, going 20 miles an hour some weird some shit, shit yeah, yeah or you're allergic to peanuts and you died at, yeah. at like an applebee's or something yeah. like some weird shit so i think he was like 42 or something damn or something when he ended up passing yeah Even still a, really young obviously that's insane yeah i lived through a burglary and a torture and being shot in the head and drinking Drano, and then, like, cancer just takes yeah. me out. and then you're like, oh. Before I'm even 50. Yes, it was my time. Wow. Yeah. Fuck he did, everyone. He did re recover enough, though, to graduate with his high school class and go on to college. I mean, that's great and all, but damn. Yeah. Do you happen to know, side note really quick, do you happen to know if he had kids or anything? If he, like, got I married don't, or anything? I don't. Off the top of my head, okay, I don't. Okay, no, that's okay. I'm just wondering, like, that's so sad if he had kids and yeah. stuff. Like, okay. So... Courtney, obviously, who we were just talking about, and Orrin Walker were the sole surviving victims of this tragedy. Well, kind of, right? Because, like, Orrin was really the only surviving one for a long time, or did he die? When did Orrin die? Good also, question. You also, know what? I, I actually, imagine, I like, hate to say it, but I didn't follow up on Orin for no, some reason. No, that's okay. That's okay. Because I'm just like, okay, if Courtney died, right? Like, no, no. I Actually, I do want to say Orrin has passed as well, and I'll, we'll double check You would think so, because this was like 50 years ago. I was going to say, yeah, because yeah, he was in like 40 years ago. Yeah, because his happened, kid was so. young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that makes sense. But like, I just, I mean, maybe they passed around the same time. I don't know. But like, that's just, I mean, I mean, it you was, saw your kid die. You're talking, I that's, mean, even Courtney, it was 28 years after this instant. That's still really good, right? Yeah. But like, still you have all that trauma you're probably not even close to healing and then cancer gets you like that's yeah. a bitch yeah that's that tough. is a bitch now it only took a few days after this tragedy hit the newspapers for investigators to get a lead 
It was a tip called in by, who would have guessed, a fellow airman of Pierre's. Mm. He said, I remember a couple months ago hearing Pierre say that he was going to rob the hi-fi shop. You're so dumb. And that he'd kill anybody that got in his you're way. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. Absolute Thank idiot. God you're yes. so dumb. Yes, but still, actually, though. You're so dumb. Again, hey. Hey, uh, criminals, yeah. don't tell people the crime you're going to commit but and then commit do. it. But please do. But actually Because here do. we are. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for being fucking stupid. Appreciate it. Now, without anything else but that tip, and obviously Pierre's like shady past, you know, uh, investors thought, they, they thought, let's keep an eye on this guy. Rightfully so. And then there's a break in the case. Two young boys who were aware of the recent murders and robbery, they were dumpster diving in the dumpsters on the Air Force Base, of which the three airmen who robbed the hi-fi store lived on. I knew there's something to do with a dumpster. Mm-hmm. That was like way in the back of my mind. I'm like, why is there out? a dumpster in my brain right now? Here it is. Or like maybe you were just looking at me. You were like, that brain. is a fucking dumpster <laughs> fire right there <laughs> in this dumpster. <laughs> What is it that they end up coming across? The wallets, purses, and IDs of all five victims. So dumb. Idiot. Literally all in one spot. <laughs> you couldn't even have like dumped oh, it, it like it gets one better. in the bathroom, one in a field, yeah. one at a truck stop. Like you're so dumb. It gets you could just throw so... it out the window. We would have had better luck. Okay. Yeah. With, I mean, with... once again, thank God you're dumb. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Pierre, and Appreciate all you other it. idiots. Uh, so that along with the tip. Uh, was more than enough evidence to get a search warrant for Pierre's room in the barracks. Now there was is was a uh, there's a report that says these investigators they went to this dumpster and there was a a massive crowd that gathered around it because they knew why they were going to that dumpster. Um, they you know it, news crews there pretty much, and they the investigators purposefully made it kind of a show saying, you know, these are the people, and, you know, we're going to find you. Any of you, if it's you, we will find you. And they said everybody, for the most part, was very much in shock, standing still, kind of, you know. just Except, except for two people. Idiot. Yep. Fucking Pierre and idiots. William, who were on their end of it, also making a weird, walking around, pacing, and, and making, like, all this is bu- fucking bullshit or who, who in the world would kill or whatever. I don't know. Some sort of show that, but obviously that pointed, enough to stand out. Yes, what were they doing? Exactly. And now I, I, I looked into that fact, I guess about the case as much as I could. And I couldn't find too many articles stating that this for sure did happen, but it wouldn't shock me. Right. It could just be police that later we're like yeah yeah I could retroactively tell, saying, i could tell it was oh, those two people exactly in the crowd. it was I could obvious just tell. my yeah. my sheer investigative skills or maybe they're being fucking weird i don't know yeah maybe true. there was only three other people there and those people were being fucking weird i don't know <laughs> right. i don't know so now they have uh, a search warrant for uh, pierre's room okay and amidst the search under the carpet in pierre's bedroom they find two pieces of paper so again just under his little carpet in his just in his bedroom okay so really quick i'm so sorry i'm so sorry um did they like take up the carpet 
because this is like weirdly coming back to me right like they like actually took up the carpet so because like i know what you're talking about they looked weird yeah so i know basically what you're talking about it wasn't like um like a carpet like our carpet where it's like hmm you know it's supposed to be almost like a permanent carpeting floor like tucked in and it stuff was and yeah like... it was more of like a a rug i oh, guess okay. at least based on the documentary with the investigator that actually was were doing yeah. the searching but like you're talking about they noticed that corners or ends of the rug look like the rug has constantly been lifted up yeah yeah and, yeah and put back down okay like and so what you know if you have your bed on a rug yeah and the carpet looks like it's folded up and moved a little bit yeah you're like well that only happens if you lift the bed up and move the carpet right so that's what they did okay and they under the rug they find two pieces of paper and what are on those pieces of paper i don't know well the first one (laughs) idiots one of them is a flyer for the exact hi-fi shop bro off of washington boulevard why are we keeping these things yep wait a flyer but like what do you mean by that like just like back in the 70s like uh you know just audio equipment here you know specials or deals or just a flyer for the hi-fi shop okay okay let's just skip to the second piece real quick what is the second the second piece is a receipt for a storage unit that's not too far from where they exactly were so two things that you don't even need. Yep. Yep. Why but would you need trophies. the... F- oh, I that's I mean, true. I guess you, you consider Obviously. them trophies. I mean, if you don't want to consider all the audio equipment trophies, which... So back to that piece of paper, that, that second receipt for a storage unit. Yeah, go ahead. Authorities, so. sure enough, say, well, let's go take a look. And in that storage unit, they find all of the equipment stolen from the hi-fi shop that bro night. you might as well have just kept all the five people's ids and shit mm-hmm. in your under the carpet yeah like, yeah. I, mean, like, I don't this? know how they got there what is this and uh, among the equipment stolen was also a half empty bottle of drano and oh obviously God, you kept the drano <laughs> dna all the over the place drano? <laughs> what <laughs> Is it because they already paid for it and they're cheapskates? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, well, actually, we might need this for our bathtub later. Yeah. Yeah, That's... Yeah. All, this, all this audio equipment we just Why stole. But are we keeping the Drano? No. Also, nothing goes to You waste. know, I was kind of talking shit for a second about the whole, like, dumpster diving. You're being stupid. But, yeah. like, I don't think ever in my life have I ever dropped anything in a garbage and been like, I hope nobody goes dumpster diving right. for this. Like, right. Never. Like, yeah, who does no, there's that? Been, there's been who goes times where, like, even with us, like, I, I typically shred all of our, um, I guess, pertinent yeah, documents like, for yeah, us, yeah, you yeah. know. But yeah, yeah. in the past, I know that I've thrown away certain things where I'm like, just because ah, the chances are so away. slim of right? somebody f- digging through your specific yeah. trash or and finding it in a not, field. Yeah, not a public trash. Like no. we have like a very like private actual dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you feel better about it, but like maybe this wasn't a private one, so I wouldn't. No, I don't, know. I don't remember. This is getting really off topic, but oh, no. also exactly on this topic. <laughs> How, recently, I told the story of me dumpster yes, diving, yes, right? For your own stuff. Po- yes, yeah, exactly. For your for own, own stuff. stuff. Yep. That I. Yeah. Yeah, because I was in a foggy state. Back yeah. Then. Anyway, so, just so weird. Why yeah. are we keeping these things? I once I again, wish, though. Thank God. Yes. Thank exactly. God. Yep. So now after having gone to trial, 
Pierre Selby and William Andrews were both convicted for three counts of first-degree murder and two counts of aggravated robbery. The getaway driver, Keith Roberts, was only given two counts of the aggravated robbery. They deemed him uh, not complicit or not knowing that the murders or what was happening in the basement was going on. Right, okay. So Keith Roberts, he faced five years to life in prison and was paroled. Five years to life? That is quite the ruler there. (laughs) Right? Like, hey, here's a slap on the wrist or you're locked forever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was kind of, I guess, kind of in the middle. So he was eventually paroled in 1987. Because he really could have been like, yeah, we're going to steal some speakers. Yeah. 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 And like I said... Pierre Selby was con- considered this ringleader, and he, yeah. he was the convincer to get everyone else. At least that's how the story goes. Uh, so in 1987, like I said, Keith Roberts, the getaway driver, was paroled. And then five years later, he ended up committing suicide. Goodbye. Okay, great. Pierre Selby was given the death sentence, and he was executed via lethal injection. Oh. Oddly enough, also in 1987, so the exact same year that Roberts actually okay, got out. Okay, Utah, on thank you. Finally, yeah. Some of these people in these states be 95 by the time they even be considered Face for it. being yep. injected by anything. So interestingly enough, or, or I, I said this this case sparked controversy across the nation, and the reason uh, it was controversial was because uh, the punishment that. William Andrews Andrews was facing, which was also the death sentence. They, I guess, based not on only Pierre's testimony, but also the testimony of Orrin Walker, who was obviously alive and witnessed everything that happened in that basement. Um, It was clear that Pierre was the mastermind of the entire ordeal and that William was more of a yes man to whatever Pierre said. He needed to do. I take back what I said about the suicide. I was excited that he killed himself, but honestly, I'd rather him be alive and suffer in prison. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I take it back, guys. Yeah. Sorry. We want it worse. I'd than rather him escaping be escaping. S- I know. I'd rather him be suffering. So although William did uh, assist in forcing the Drano into the mouths of the victims, and I was actually I was telling uh, a customer of mine this story. Yesterday, or maybe it was earlier today. Ooh, customer yeah. in the champagne lounge. Exactly. <laughs> Actually. Anyways. Anyways, I was, so I was finished up my second dance. And <laughs> the music stopped. I was telling him, yeah, I was telling him about the situation and about, you know, the controversy of, of William uh, Andrews. Be, and then we talked about how he forced the Drano down these guys' throats. Right. And I was like, that's attempted murder right there. Yeah. And the people ended up dying anyway. So I'm like, nah, fuck you. Like, you thought they were just going to die instantly. Yeah. And then when they didn't. Of course. You let Pierre go ahead and take the next steps to do the shootings. Yeah. Like, so. Obviously, uh, you meant for people to die regardless. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, I guess uh, the defendants, they say that Pierre was the one who had shot them all and that Pierre was the one who had sexually abused Michelle. And it was Pierre who had jammed the pen into the ear and skull. Of yeah, I mean, that's all extra fucked up. Yeah, and, and so William Andrews, his lawyers, they attempted time after time to appeal the, the decision to uh, sentence him to death, citing that other similar, similar situations across the nation where a white criminal had been given 
a much more lenient penalty in, again, situations that were very close to what mm. William was facing. Got it. So it's Got going it. to spark racial controversy. Yeah, of course. And I don't even want to know. I mean, granted, this is 50 years ago now almost. Yeah. Politics are still politics. Mm. No, exactly. And if you can take advantage of another person's yep. troubles... I don't even want Which to know what the news obviously like, is said. so sad, right? And this isn't a simple case of like one white guy was in charge of like right. stealing stuff from a house and a black guy was in charge of stealing. Like this is see in my head, I'm like very if, if there was white guys that did something similar to William Andrews, yeah, then they should also be facing the death of sentence. Course. Not like William Andrews should be no. getting a lesser sentence. Anybody on the scale of the rainbow i don't care if you're fuchsia turquoise black white whatever freaking if you're pouring periwinkle, drano into people's yeah. mouths trying to kill them what the fuck yeah which obviously it. once again 50 years ago whatever it is but now i mean i hope you guys listen i hope we're all on the same equality page where we hate everyone the same like yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. like that's how right. much yeah, yeah we're across the board <laughs> like you're all pieces of shit we are all pieces of shit yeah everyone's but especially got something going on the drain know the pen and all that you're a fucking piece of shit no yeah you're terrible so william andrew's lawyers thank god were unsuccessful okay in their appeals yeah no and on july 30th of 1992 william andrews was executed as well by lethal injection so five years after and it was nine days later after that that keith roberts then killed himself okay so so we just, July, what was it? 19, July 30th, 1992. Oh, so we're, we're coming up the 30th on the 30th anniversary of, of your death. this piece of shit. Now, uh, I will uh, be drinking. I'll tell you what, I mean, anyway, there, I'll be drinking anyway. But I will be sensitive to the families even of William, Andrews, and Pierre. Oh, and yeah, that's because different. they did say that William spent his last days, you know, with his family. I think he had, like, a daughter and just people that cared about him yeah obviously it's tough i can't unless, put myself in the footsteps listen, unless of, the families are also pouring drano down people's heads and shit and stomping ballpoint pens in people's skulls yeah unless you're doing that then i feel bad for you i can't even imagine if my brother sister mom dad whatever was exactly. accused of it's this one of those situations where it's embarrassing that's yep. sad that's like all the things yeah and yeah obviously nothing you, to do you're with gonna them. lose a family member yeah. Whether it's to prison or right. to lethal injection. Yeah. So. And then also the embarrassment that comes along with it too. Just right. saying. Like yeah. I can't the even imagine that. I would yeah. change my name, get surgery, move to Guatemala. Bye. Yeah. There you go. See you never. There you go. So yeah, I mean, uh, we are coming up on 30 years, which I actually didn't realize that until you just said it. So thanks for that. Well, we're coming Christian. up on 50 years in two years, right? 94. Of- or 74, right? Right, right, right. It'll of be the actual 50, incident. Yeah, so, in a couple yeah. years, it'll be a 50-year anniversary of super sad yeah. event. But then, yeah. Yeah, which... And at the end of this month That's is really the, weird. I mean, the 70s doesn't seem like it's 50 years no, ago. No, not at all. Especially when that's there's, really like, weird. 70s-themed birthday parties and shit, and we're showing up all cute as yeah. hippies and stuff. And we're like, oh, there is... Groovy, baby. Yeah. Well, that's a little <laughs> bit earlier, but still, still same-ish, well, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's a time traveler, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's that's pretty much where this story ends. I mean, they're all dead. 
I think pretty much everybody in this situation. Yeah. You know what? Actually, no. You Hold would on. think Oren, right? Pretty yeah, much. I you want, I want to be. check on that real quick. Double and I'm, I'm going to do it live right here, Whoa. right now. Screw do, it. We'll do, do it live. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yes. Yes. Keep them. Um, uh, what is Oren Walker? Sure do. enough. Obituary. Oh, so, yes, fuck. he is. How old um, is he, though, when he died? Oh, he died in 2000. Oh, shit. So, even so not even that old. Courtney. So yeah. 26 years after? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and, but and Courtney and him didn't know each other, right? So he was 70 years old when he passed. Orin okay. Walker's. Still a good life. Lived a good I mean, life, not... Yeah. Well, okay, well... I, I lived a longer life. Yeah. Long life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to say... Because you saw your kid get killed, so... Yes. You saw your... And not just killed, but... That's the... Tortured. The, so Courtney, too. Courtney had to watch his mother get tortured and and shot yeah because and then she, died she was later. the first one to yeah. be shot and can you imagine that hope being like oh she's alive right. and we're gonna live through this and then she died like how many days later whatever yeah i mean and so i remember there was also a report where courtney's dad was like i was shocked that they that carol was even able to be transported to the hospital yeah he was like from as you would be yeah, the description. and i'm still amazed that anybody made it upstairs you guys i'm out of breath three steps up i can't even imagine being tortured and swallowing Drano, and being shot in the head, and ballpoint pens, and how am I dragging my ass upstairs, yeah. and then making a phone call? That's and a then, fight or flight type deal, though. But true. So, true. and this again is where Oren, who was a man of faith before this happened, oh, said okay. that this is just that was God, like I said, telling him it wasn't his time to go, but it was time for his son to go. Which is I just, just listen. Sorry, to, uh, guys. One more time. Side note. Not the last time <laughs> ever, but last time for now. Um, Dateline. I just listened yeah. to an episode this morning about this like Christian couple, and I'm not hating on anybody or anything, right? Because I'm like, I don't believe in anything, but I believe in everything, right? Kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. We just don't know. There's no face, no names, right? Kind of thing. And this couple was like, yeah, we love Jesus. And then this lady got fucking attacked, right? So she went on this evening walk. Tell me why this motherfucker, this husband, was like, oh, it's been seven hours since my wife went on an evening stroll. Maybe I should call the cops. Go check on her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a whole other side note, right? But anyway, so then they end up finding her the next day off some beaten path on this trail, and she's barely clinging to life. Jesus. She survives. Actually, Jesus. She, yeah. (laughs) 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 Yes. So she survives. Amazing, right? And they're being interviewed by the love of my life, Keith Morrison, okay? And he's just like, wow, you guys are so strong, right? Like, yeah. this whole thing, right? And he's like, you guys are amazing. Is it your faith that keeps you going? Whatever. And they're like, yeah, we love Jesus and all this stuff. And then, listen to this. Keith Morrison goes, and you guys, if that wasn't enough, the husband gets diagnosed with cancer a year later and is given three years to live. And I'm like, bitch. Wow. Literally, she well, just got almost murdered, and then the husband gets diagnosed with cancer, like well, right after that. And they're like, "We love God," yeah, and I'm to, like, "That's amazing, to tie amazing." It, to tie it back, thank you for the amazing uh, microdose, right there. <laughs> but to tie it back to that's the this, whole episode. This case um, earlier, I was saying Courtney died from cancer. It was actually an undisclosed illness that he was dealing oh, with for a long okay. time. Well, so either way, in my head, I went straight to cancer. Yeah, who and, knows? Uh, I don't want to. There's so many things that it could be. So either way, it's super sad, but damn. I, you know, it's one of those things too. If you could go back and interview him and almost like, 
almost well almost interview is ghost now it sounds so silly but mm-hmm. like this might not even be something you would realize until you maybe you're gone kind of thing but like did you even want to live you know your, right. your kid's yeah, gone yeah. you have all this like you're fucked up like you're oh fucked you're talking about up. right now yeah 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 like i can't even imagine yep. like i feel like i would have rather just yeah, die i mean but that's just me i i the the trauma that I don't care, even if you're Courtney and you can't really remember any of it. Yeah. Your brain has it stored somewhere. And even you if know? you're a person of faith. Yeah. I feel like you still have that somewhere. It's, you can rely on God all you want or whatever you want. Some people turn to alcohol, drugs, whatever yeah. it is. It's still stored somewhere. Yeah. And and what? how do you live your life? I mean, yeah. obviously people figure out how to do it. But of course, because obviously he like lived on. Yeah. But how much quality was in that life? Exactly. Yeah. The fear that you might have anywhere you went. Or you just know, the, the emptiness. Flashbacks. I could not imagine the The shit you the had to nightmares. hear. The, yes. the sounds. Exactly. Like, I'm good. The recovery of it alone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that. I'll never I look am, at Drano the same. I feel good. I'm back on the mic, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> spitting it for y'all. <laughs> I figured we should. Uh, was fucking for end it, this shit. Yeah. 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 Let's just get out of here. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, before we do, again, you guys, you can find us. Uh, We've got a link tree, I think, up on our Instagram now. So yes. if you want to watch us or listen to us on other platforms, you can find those. Or if you want to send us an email, you can find that info on there as well. Yeah, uh, Riley ignored me for a whole hour making that thing. So you better go use the hell out of it. That's right. To make it worth it. I'm sorry, were you talking again? Oh, here we go. Oh. Here we go, guys. <laughs> and yeah, uh, go go follow us on Instagram. Christian's yeah. always posting cool stuff. Well, and, not always, and but I try. And yeah. interesting stuff for all of you true crime fans. And dog stuff, Tito. And dog stuff, yes. Little Tito. That's right. And uh, again, for the last time, you can go on Spotify, leave a rating. You can go on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review. Mm-hmm. And if you do leave a review, I'm most likely going to rate it. Good, bad, yeah. indifferent. Wherever there is a spot for stars or words, just do it. That's right. Yep. Gold star for you. Okay, anyways, this has been another episode of the True Crime Banter Podcast, and we will talk to you in the next one. Catch you on the flippity flip. Goodbye.